Hello and welcome to an emergency podcast special, the Chris Archer edition. My name is Danny Russell. I am the managing editor of D-Rays Bay and I am joined by Darby Robinson. Hello, Darby. Hello, Danny. What news we have this evening? Very shocking, very exciting. Uh, The return of the king. I like that we're taking this... uh, um, like morning coffee house uh, or NPR kind of tone as we discuss Chris Archer. <laughs> what I think this is a very positive day for Rays fans. I think it's possible that some people have negative connotations of Chris Archer because he was the best pitcher on some bad Rays teams, if I may be that reductive. And I think he now returns to the Rays in a really strong position to not have to shoulder that load, to not be the guy. I mean, Tyler Glassman was going to have to be the guy, and that's a different conversation. But Archer does not need to be. And I think that makes this a very exciting signing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so Chris Archer was sort of maligned in a way. Not, not majority of fans, by the way. I think looking on Twitter, you can just sort of see the majority of Rays fans are super yeah, excited. We're, we're about heading this off train. of the past here. We're trying to enter this podcast saying, are, is anyone going to be disappointed by this news? I really hope the answer is no. Yeah, I mean, you know, not not to speak for you, but I I think we're all everyone on the 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 masthead right now with DRA's Bay. We're all super pumped. Like this is exciting because Chris Archer for a long time was a very 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 good pitcher for the Rays. Now I think the ace tag really kind of almost hurt him because and he took it on. He he absolutely took on the responsibility of being the ace, being the number one guy, and that may not be what he really was. He wasn't maybe the Max Scherzer, the Justin Verlander, who you will just like <laughs> who he, lean on. Who he thought he was a peer with. He he absolutely did. Which, you know what? I I want my athletes to absolutely think that. I don't want them to go like, yeah, I'm like, you know, Jeff Supon type just trying to get by. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jeff Supon. <laughs> um, I know you're listening. But, but yeah, exactly. Supon, huge fan of the pod. Uh, but the thing is, he was very, very good. So I think the expectations maybe wasn't ever reached for what people put on him, but that's not Chris Archer's fault. And now coming into the Rays, he is not going to be the guy that you are counting on to be a 200-inning guy. He's probably not that anymore. But for a long time, that's what he was. He was pumping out really, really good seasons. And in a lot of ways, you had like the discussion with like sort of the Snell trade and the Archer trade, the first one, that, that went you know kind of big packages. It was for sort of different guys where one was maybe a lot – better but in a shorter distance archer was that guy that could be really counted on to grind out a full season 34 starts inning after inning he was so reliable so so reliable and, and uh, in the, his entire and time the pirates in the broke him right i mean we should which, acknowledge which yeah this is the this this whole thing and we talked about it and danny you mentioned it and brian mentioned it and i think everybody everybody uh, they went on a pod this offseason when talking about the Rays rotation and potential targets, thought Chris Archer. Because he is a perfect Rays target. What If you take it back, the whole, uh, the fact that he is, you know, down hero type, he also is a perfect Rays target because you have a very good pitcher who then has some injury struggles and some adjustment struggles on an organization that is known for being some of the worst at developing and maintaining pitchers with very weird antiquated ideas, forcing people to fit into a type. You saw that Garrett Cole took another step. You saw 
uh, Charlie Morton take another step. You saw Tyler Glasnow take another step. And I think we already started looking at Joe Musgrove, uh, Jamison Talion, uh, Tyon, and with Kurt Charger, you're just looking at these guys like, let's get them out of Pittsburgh. Let's save them. Right. And to be very reductive again, Pittsburgh's whole strategy is we want our guys to throw some two-seamers, right? The the pitching philosophy and strategy for a long time, and maybe this is changing now that Ben Sherrington is there, uh, but too little too late. It was the shift away from a rising fastball or a forcing fastball and making all of their pitchers kind of fit into a, a methodology. Now the Rays do this too, uh, in some regard. They say, hey, uh, we're going to, by design, put together a pitching staff with a forcing fastball that has some rise. And we're going to do some things at the top of the zone that maybe pitchers are not comfortable with doing previously. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and the ones that it works with, it works really well with. Uh, and that's not the case with every single pitcher, Ryan Yarbrough or, uh, you know, Josh Fleming, two members of the Rays rotation at this point, um, are not that story. So I'm not trying to say uh, either team has a, a philosophy for every single pitcher, no matter what. But that was the Pirates experience for Chris Archer. He walked in the door. They said, hey, you're going to be something new now. You're not going to be yourself. Chris Archer thrived at the Rays because when they talk about breaking balls, that's it. They call it a breaking ball. And Chris Archer, by design, had two. He had a hard slider and a slower slider, and he used them differently with different purposes. And the Rays just called them breaking ball number one and breaking ball number two and did not attach any bigger ideas other than this is your fastball, these are the things that are not your fastball. And by keeping things that simple and just letting pitchers be themselves – that's when you get the most out of pitch shapes and you learn what you can do differently. Chris Archer had, didn't play last season also, we should know. Um, he had a terrible injury that doesn't have a very strong record of returning from. But Chris Archer is now half the cost of what a lot of the good starting pitchers are going to go for for that reason. I mean, Michael Walker signed for $3 million. Let's not totally disparage a nice bargain bin signing but uh if charlie morton is 15 and chris archer is six you know that's a pretty decent deal for the race oh absolutely and 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 you're right about the the injury this is not like tommy john where we have a large sample size of success and failure and you kind of you at least have more successes to look at um thoracic outlet syndrome which is what he had is very very small amounts uh, sample, very small sample of people who have come back from this. And if you look at it, you, one of the more notable, especially for race fans, would be um, Alex Cobb. And with the thing with Cobb is he had this in 2011. So really mm-hmm. early on. So he spent most of his career after that. And as race fans know, a really good career. Uh, other guys like uh, Vince Velasquez, who's the long time I know Danny's Always, always pining after. Bring him home. Velasquez. Um, he, he had that in 2017 and has been still solid. So it's not a, a complete uh, ender, but also this sort of was one of the big things that killed Matt Harvey. Uh, Matt Harvey was never the same after that. He was actually still fine after TJ, but then it was TOS that kind of did him in. So we don't know that, but that's why Chris Archer is 6.5 million. Right. This is is what we know. I mean, that's a lot for the Rays, though. So what we know is that the Rays feel good about his health. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think one of the things um, 
Fangraphs had a good article about Archer with this uh, from a while back. So before the kind of mid to 2020. And they did note that in 2019, when he started developing these signs of this, uh, he did have a pretty good second half. Uh, 2019 was a pretty bad year overall for Chris Archer. Sure. Um, uh, ERA and FIP both over five just didn't look that good. But his second half of that season, uh, before he kind of got shut down, he he had a FIP 3.29 in, in about 41 innings, 30% K rate, up from 25 early on, lowered that way. Uh, hard to say whether or not that was also maybe some changes in philosophy of Pittsburgh, him trying to maybe be a little bit more himself. Um, I think if you're looking at Chris Archer, though, overall, yes, there's injury risk, sure. But Garrett Richards and Drew Smiley got paid out, and they have huge injury risk. They are coming back, and it's, it's hard to see how long they'll be. So this is pitching, right? Everybody that's coming into 2021 has also got huge injury risk because they didn't pitch very long in 2020. Nobody's stretched out. So I think this is a gamble, sure, but one year, 6.5 million, I think this is a, a this is what you should do as, if you're the Rays because Chris Archer can be worth double that easily. And mm-hmm. yeah, he may not be Cy Young caliber, but he doesn't need to be to be already well worth this. I, I would say that 6.5 is evidence of a little bit of a bidding war. From my perspective, given his performance over the last three years and given the thoracic surgery, 6.5 is a lot. This is a really good day if you're Chris Archer's agent. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think he had a market. I think people can see that I'm, I, I'm very curious. You usually, there's some like leaks of like, you know, who else was in the, in the running, who came in second. Yeah. We are recording this uh, like one hour after it got tweeted out. So. Yeah. And, 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 you know, race fans know that like, we're usually the, the, you know, bridesmaid, never the bride when it comes to these things. So usually coming in just behind whoever does end up winning it. So winning this is pretty good. And I, I agree. I think there's probably was some market here because Chris Archer is a really good pitcher. Like he was a consistent three to five win pitcher his entire career until Pittsburgh again, ruined him. (laughs) Where do you think he fits into the Rays rotation? Actually, this is more of a question of what do you think Ryan Yarbrough is (laughs) in terms of, uh, uh, of 2021, but where do you think Chris Archer slots here? I personally put him in at number three. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the I think that would be the good goal and responsibility. I think that's the that's where I I would put him in. Um, I think Glass now is your ace. He's got the highest ceiling. I'm a huge fan of Ryan Yarbrough. I think he has been, and we've talked about him on the site a lot. He mm-hmm. has been one of consistently one of the better pitchers in baseball in every form that he's been in. He has been really, really consistently solid. He is kind of like a Marco Gonzalez level, not super flashy for what he does, but like you really want a guy like this in your rotation because he is very good. He even had a very good postseason as well. Um, so I would give him the number two slot, at least to start the season. Thing, these things kind of shift around as things go, but yeah, to start yeah. Well, the I season, mean, we're talking about projections, not necessarily like what day you pitch on. Sure. And I, I would say, I would say right now of the, of confidence level. And, and I think who I put in it's glass now, Yarbrough, Archer, and then Waka. Yeah, I could see that. And I to don't start the it. season 
to start the um, season. Now, by by end of season, that's a different order, but of course, that's, and that's that needs to factor in. What do you think the end of this season rotation is going to be? Because by the end of the year, I think you're right about Glassnow, Yarbrough, Archer, but hopefully by August, we're talking about McKay being that number four. Uh, McKay, uh, Patino. Yeah, there, um, there's some there's some big arms that I, are, could be in there. You know, we I appreciate D-Ray's Bay's masthead as having uh, a variety of opinions. In terms of 2021, I don't know if I'm betting on Luis Patino <laughs> being a, a significant role player yet. Uh, I think it might take a little bit more time. Um, I appreciate that the ceiling is super high on him. Uh, I would think that McKay and Waka kind of round out the rotation when I think about what 2021 is. But also, I'm bullish on uh, on Yarbrough as well. Like, Glass now, okay, so he's not the top tier, which is Cole, Luis Castillo, Shane Bieber, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the dudes with Cy Youngs, right? Um, <laughs> Bauer. Like, uh, okay, you put that aside for a second. The next tier, like maybe you count as top 15 pitchers in all of baseball. I think Glasnow belongs in that conversation. And I think yeah. that's ace territory. I think he approaches ace territory. I'm of the mind that ace really means like top 10 pitcher in baseball. Maybe he's top 15 in my brain. That That's fine. We don't need to tick through the names. This isn't a Bill Simmons podcast. Um, Ryan Yarbrough, though, for me, is maybe like top 50. If I had to check my expectations against how Kevin Cash is going to use him and how things might shake out. And then from there, I start thinking about Chris Archer. Where does Chris Archer fit into that conversation? And I think you could confidently say Chris Archer healthy is maybe like top 75. And now this is a much bigger conversation, but when I think about projections and what Chris Archer should be slotting into, like if I go to Pakoda drop this week, Great example. Pakoda has Archer projected to a 4.27 ERA, 4.36 fit. And that's based on uh, 150 innings and maybe him facing the third time through the rotation some amount. I think if you start limiting his exposure as the Rays are known to do, and he's really just feasting on the first two times through the order – you're going to be better than a 4.2 ERA if you're Chris Archer. And suddenly a 4.3 turns into maybe a 4.1 or a 4.0 where league average is maybe 4.2. And if you're better than league average, like that's a good ass pitcher. Oh, totally. And so to some, some other, just to toss some other um, uh, projections out there, Steamer has them 4.5, 4.5 ERA FIP, about 1.7 wins, about 140. 45 innings zips is a little bit less but that does tend to shift as potential mm-hmm. roles shift mm-hmm. he has him uh dan has him at 101 innings but also 4.5 4.24 fit so everybody's right in that same range but i think you're right the rays are always the hardest team for projections to manage because they are so they they will they will be on the edges they are always on the edges people's bat you know they do the most in-game adjustments they use bullpens heavily they will limit times through the order they will try to get the absolute most out of every single player they can 
and put them in the best situations. So they oftentimes beat these projections, but uh, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. If, if you get Chris Archer 150 innings, and if the Rays, let's just say, if the Rays give Chris Archer 150 innings, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good sign. Both yeah. he stayed healthy and that's the Rays successful him year for sure for that. And again, one year deal. Um, 6.5 is in, uh, I think that's a Goldilocks range of where you can be wrong and it doesn't shipwreck your season. Um, you know, and if Robbie Ray is an $8 million pitcher, Chris Archer being less than that is great. Cause I, (laughs) I think that set the market, honestly. And, um, anything less than 8 million at this point, especially a week before spring training starts. Uh, if you're locking in a guy that you are comfortable with the health and you want, that's awesome. Totally. Um, and, and, and let's, and again, let's yeah. just be honest. This is still super exciting because this is Chris Archer, right? You know, like yes. he was one of the few that have, I was really excited about. What's your favorite Chris about, Archer but, moment? Do you have Oh, one? it's, 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 it's Kay and Ortiz. And it's the, kissing the, the bicep, the, isn't it? It's the bicep. That is the greatest <laughs> because, because it legitimately pissed off David Ortiz. And that's great. When you can get him, when you can get, when you can get a potential Hall of Famer to be legit furious at you, for something you did to him on the baseball field, that's not yeah. throwing at people. That's great. Plus, it was that it was that attitude? I love it. Yeah, Chris Archer has never lacked for attitude. Um, it's going to be interesting yeah. what the forty-man roster uh, change becomes because the Rays roster is already full. So either they somehow get to sit on this Chris Archer thing until you can make sixty-man roster moves, which I don't. I don't think there's enough time for, or they maybe decide we're going to make other moves that are long overdue. Uh, And I've been kicking around an article because I haven't found, uh, I guess the, the kindest way to, to write about it. I'm not really sure how to describe what I'm trying to do, but the race have like a depth issue. There are on the 40 man roster, basically, or deserving of being on the 40 man roster, there are four center fielders right now. Uh, there are three shortstops. There are three second basemen. There's two left fielders. There's two third basemen. And you have one catcher that you trust defensively. And you traded your two best starting pitchers. Like the, the depth situation doesn't make any sense to me. So that journey in my brain is the four center fielders are KK, Brett Phillips, uh, Margot, and then you have Josh Lowe. The three shortstops are Wander, Taylor Walls, and Willie Adamas. The three second basemen are Brandon Lau, Vidal Bruhan, and Xavier Edwards. The two left fielders are Randy and then Yoshi. Yoshi, who basically did not sniff plate appearances in the playoffs and is in that nice range of, I can be wrong, about $7 million. And then uh, I would still love it if the Rays could sign like Tyler Flowers, who's still a free agent for who knows what reason. I know you just acquired Mejia, but, you know, he can, he can DH some too and, and contribute offensively and you don't have to worry. Like, I think if you... There's still moves to be made. I think, that, I think what you you're saying is... Moves, you need to make some moves. The Rays and, are and not also, I don't know if you knew this, but Trevor Richards is still a pitcher on this roster. So 
He is, and but he's also good enough that you don't want to just get rid of him. But you could see this is Austin Pruitt territory. That that guy you trade for a low level guy that you've sort of identified that a team actually does need some some guys that can go four or five innings in the back of your rotation. Austin Pruitt, the Astros, who are a pretty good organization, they like said, yeah, we'll trade something for him. I think the Rays could absolutely find a team that can go after that. Uh, you have Ryan Sheriff is another guy, kind of right on the bottom of that uh, forty man. But I think very valuable Maybe as a, as a lefty with three options left on his contract. I two, two I options. Know. Two options. Yeah, I mean, I I want to keep I want to keep Sheriff. I I think there's a lot of pieces moving, and once the Rays get to camp and they can put uh, Beaks and Poche and and a lot of these uh, yeah. uh on on the um on the sixty day IL then that kind of opens up some spots. But, and maybe no, McKay. We don't the know the timing. Tinker. But McKay might also open up a fourth spot. So that's why I say like maybe Archer deal kind of just sits out there. I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what they can get away with. Um, but there's, <laughs> there's, some, there's some, always some interesting timing with that too. Like teams, the massage. Also, they gave Vidal so yeah, we'll uh the number 22. He might have to switch to 11 or something. So that, so that Archer can Yeah, it would, be weird, it would be weird to see Archer in another u- number. I don't think so. Give Archer number four. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, I don't know. The this Rays is are a, notorious for giving away players' numbers uh, when they were very important role players. So. Give him number 14. Oh, Brett gosh. Phillips just changed his number. So, yeah, let's do that. He did change his um, number. Yeah, big, big shot. We don't know uh, why. No, so the, the, the interesting thing with the Rays is that this – off season it's been kind of slow it's been fits and starts there's been moves and then there's been like a lot of quiet there's still the off season that's sort of been the off season for a lot of teams it's there's still a lot of guys trevor bauer is still like sitting out there there's some huge pieces that are still out there which has sort of clogged up a lot of the mm-hmm. pieces just below them and so that assembly line is still there that, that the rays could conceivably still make huge moves like there's there's still this is not the roster that's going into i think the 40 man right now is not the roster that we'll have going into uh, 2021. And it's not just because they have to make a move for Chris Archer. There, there's moves to be made. There's at additions, there's veteran uh, like relief pitchers that'll be added on a minor league deal that could potentially break camp. Like they've done with Venters and loop and, and a number of other mm-hmm. guys. So I Tommy mean, the, Hunter the, is a good example. Adam Sanford posted on the site, very well-timed. Ear to the ground. Will the 2021 Rays make another roster a uh, rotation addition? Right. And at the end of that article, he he has listed out all the free agents. And it's an astounding list. Brett Anderson, Tyler Anderson, Chase Anderson. Then you have Archer alphabetically, Jake Arietta, Homer Bailey, Trevor Bauer, Trevor Cahill, uh, then Fires, Foltinevich, Godley, Gio Gonzalez, Cole Hamels, Felix Hernandez, Rich Hill, Mike Leak, Wade LeBlanc. Tommy Malone, Jake Odorizzi, James Paxton, Rick Porcello, Tyson Ross, Jeff Samarja, Annabel Sanchez, Matt Shoemaker, Julio Tehran, Taiwan Walker, and Jordan Zimmerman. All free agents. Like, all of those dudes should have major league jobs. And if not, maybe an invite to camp. Uh, I would love Homer Bailey, for instance, on, on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. The, the Rays are in a spot right now with, with, I think, four locks for a rotation. Yeah. And that fifth spot 
they don't need to add to it, but they could do a, a veteran minor league type of camp invite option and then have a date where it's like, is it, is it going to the moose so that can pursue a job somewhere else there is a lot they're in a similar situation almost to 2018 where they ended up breaking camp with ryan yarbrough and, and yanni chirinos where there is a lot of very talented young pitchers we mentioned mckay we mentioned patino we mentioned fleming you also have brent honeywell you have shane mcclanahan you have joe ryan you have guys that are on the 40 man or just off the 40 man that could be added that could all potentially win a job so going into the camp the Rays are in a spot where they did need to add another guy that can maybe get you 150 innings. After that, though, leaving it up to where you could give 45 innings to a young pitcher and then sort of say, like, okay, is this working? Maybe not. Maybe do a opener and Aaron Sledgers for, like, four, four you know, runs through the rotation. Maybe do – or Trevor Richards. Or maybe you could do a number of different things with that fifth spot and be quite successful, or you could go after a Homer Bailey or a Taiwan Walker and then make a six man rotation. If you are really concerned about pitchers uh, buildup of arm strength after a year where nobody got to pitch a full six month season, there's a lot of options there, but the only certainty is that there's uncertainty. No. Right. <laughs> but, but that's the good news that's is the, that's Chris Archer is back a, in the Rays yeah. uniform. Yeah. And, and it's good. I think my biggest thought, I mean, this move is not official, but there's a different addition that was official earlier today. And that was that the Rays front office formally solidified uh, the hiring of Denard Span. And uh, he, he's been a guy who's been contributing to the Rays front office this offseason over the last couple months in a part-time role, just kind of feeling out like what value you might add to a front office. And the Rays formalized that relationship today. And then you're bringing back Chris Archer. And I think my enduring thought right now is what a great day for representation on the Rays roster. In 2020, um, there were definitely players of color, but as, in terms of having uh, a leading voice on the roster for a player that grew up with the experience of being Black in America, without Tommy Pham, that was a void. That opportunity was gone. And when the Rays were leading the pack in terms of uh, pushing Major League franchises, not just baseball, but all franchises forward, and what does it mean to be a good global citizen or a good citizen within the United States and participating in the social reckoning that was happening in America. It would have been great if there was a, a player uh, on the team or in the front office that could step forward and kind of contribute. Um, and the 2021 raise uh, through this move for Span and this potential move for Archer that we assume is going to happen at this point. Uh, this is great. This is a good day for Tampa Bay sports. It is. And you know what? What a, what a great day for the Rays and then a nice start of the week leading up to the Super Bowl for Tampa. It's let the, let the good vibes continue right now. Yeah. Team sure. Tampa Bay all array. Uh, I've got my, um, I've got my Buccaneers creamsicle shirt with the Jolly Roger, but it's Tom Brady's face. The Bucko Bruce with Tom. 
Yeah. The Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be rocking that on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'll be wearing that on Sunday for sure. Excellent. Well, my wife Excellent. Uh, rocks her uh, ratty old uh, Warren Sapp jersey. Oh, there we go. There <laughs> she we sat go. for like 20 years. I'm at that. I have uh, I have my old, my, the Simeon Rice jersey that I wore in the Super Bowl win is, is in my closet. And so I might have to bring that out. Oh, they got that us one might? What do you mean, might? <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely gonna so, come out good vibes from oh, yeah. Bay. all right well darby thanks for hopping on the pod um you know if there's breaking news i'm glad we can always hit that and uh this is the part of the podcast where brett expects me to say things like like and subscribe or some crap i don't care thanks for listening to this one and uh until next time go race welcome back archer Hey. hey 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 brett get in here we're recording oh sweet give me your instant reaction on chris archer uh we called it uh we have been talking about chris archer for so long and to see it happen one it makes sense given kind of where the market was headed or where it had been and two like i'm just really excited and the biggest reason honestly is because when Archer was the quote-unquote ace, and we can use that word loosely, mm-hmm. like the Rays were not that great. And now he gets to pitch on a really good Rays team, or we'll hope is another really good Rays team in 2021. So I'm really excited for him to get back. You know, you've got him and Kevin Kiermeyer back on the same team. He gets to play with guys like Willie Adamas more now. And I don't know, it's just exciting. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy to watch pitch, and I couldn't be happier. I mean, I'm imagining Chris Archer playing in front of Adamas, fielding a ground ball to g-man Choi, like that that seems a lot more comfortable <laughs> definitely it's just so much, a lot of fun like, that's perfect. a lot of fun around the diamond there i mean the he came back for all the reasons that we kind of speculated on the podcast and on the site like six and a half million bucks which where the market was i actually thought six and a half million is a pretty good price he's coming back off the injury i think he's going to be ready to go in a couple of weeks at the start of spring training i don't really know for sure right but i just I'm, I'm excited. And I'm sure the dialogue will ramp up on, on the condition that he's in physically and uh, where they're at. I think the, the conclusion that Darby and I reached earlier is the Rays just have to feel good at this point for them to agree. How many other free agents have the Rays brought back like this? You've got Carlos Pena, Grant Balfour, which Grant didn't Balfour. go very well, and like Mike DeFelice, who came back for like a cup of coffee in 08. I did not remember that. Yeah, I did not remember DeFelice, but... Yeah, Pena and uh, Pena had a good, fun little run there, and then Balfour. Eh, that was an expensive. Balfour came back too. as a closer, so that was the difference. Is Balfour left, and got yeah. better, and then came back. Archer is not doing that, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll definitely see. It's it's a it's a fun signing. I think it's an energizing signing, and I don't think this is the. The shut him down rotation from last year, though. That's the only thing that still bothers me is it, you you had a really good rotation and you had a lot of depth elsewhere and you you did it backwards. You got rid of the really good rotation and you still have just a crap ton of depth on the offense. I don't know how that's supposed to shake out, but maybe during a pandemic, that's a really, really good thing. The depth, the yeah. depth sort of was like the way the Rays won uh, 40 out of 60 was because they were able to survive injuries. They were able to survive things going down. And you kind of sort of see that the Yankees are a strong team when healthy, but they have a lot of injury risks and there's not 
a lot of depth below that to like fit in that role. So you have Stanton go down and you have Judge go down, you have Kluber and Tyon go down. Suddenly that's a shaky rotation. That's a shaky outfield. Whereas the Rays, it's it's two like win players all the way down. So you have this it, it's different different ways to build a team. Different ways to build a team all <laughs> Turtles around. Turtles all the way down. Um, or, or you're the, the angels and you have two guys oh and you just hope for the best Poor or the Rockies and you have one shortstop and nothing else. Literally. <laughs> and German Marquez, former Ray. Um, so I just pulled up the Pocota spreadsheet again. If you just filter on their 50th percentile projection for better than league average, which again is approximately like a 4.2 ERA, the Rays have eight pitchers that fit into that range. In terms of expected performance, it's Glass now, McKay, Yar. So filtering on um, what is it? DRC minus? Is that what they call uh, their version? Yeah, DRA minus. Excuse me, DRC is DRA. So DRA minus. If you just filter on that, it's Glass now, who by the way ranks 14th in baseball. So I called him a top 15 pitcher earlier. So I feel good about that. Uh, McKay is next. Then Yarbrough, Fleming, Honeywell, who, who might be a major league contributor this year, we think. A lot of projections like Honeywell. Projections love Honeywell. Uh, Michael Walker, Chris Archer, and Joe Ryan. Mm. Not projections Luis Patino. Uh, I think Bakota seems to agree with me on uh, Patino's 2021 outlook. But Joe Ryan, projections like... I mean, plug and play. Who like you, you got Trevor Richards, Danny? You mentioned your boy Trevor Richards yet? I did mention him as a potential to uh, give where, him the where, Austin where, Pruitt treatment. And <laughs> where is Shane? Where is McClanahan? Bullpen. Uh, McClan- <laughs> no, McClanahan is projected by Pakota as a starter, and he probably has the weakest projection: uh, mm. four point seven ERA, four point eight six FIP, a one twelve DRA minus. Yikes. That's Trevor Richards' territory. Uh, Patino is 4.5 ERA, uh, 4.8 FIP, so similar there. But it's only a 104 DRA minus. So that's a lot there, closer. There's no Esteban Quiros. Uh, his, his player comp is at this point uh, like Taiwan Walker and Tyler Skaggs. So uh, it's not like Pakoda thinks he's going to be bad. Um, but there's just really good depth in front of him. Eight pitchers worth of depth in front of him uh, for Patino. So it's not a bad year to have a open one open spot in the back of the rotation to cycle some of these guys through because you're going to have to make decisions on who doesn't. For sure. So we'll see. Okay, exciting day. Any final thoughts, Brett? Oh, now I was like in that lull where I'm like. Okay, you know, you know, baseball season's right around the corner, and with the news of this signing, it's like, oh, I need opening day tomorrow. I'm, I'm <laughs> it is energizing. It's an energizing move. Yeah, for sure. People will be interested to turn it on and say, what's Chris Archer going to do? He's going to be the must-interview guy coming in when pitchers and catchers report. Like, he is going to be, I think, the first guy that Topkin goes to. <laughs> hey and good and good for the new beat writer adam barry 
he yeah. he already had a couple years to to meet with Chris Archer too. So this is a good, you know. Yeah, was that part of the deal? Did did we get Adam back? <laughs> yeah, in Tampa Bay and Chris Archer back in Tampa Bay. They were a package deal. Those were the players to be named later that uh, the Pirates just added on to the bottom of the deal just for fun. We don't play the Pirates this year, right? Uh, I don't know what the schedule will be. I I think that's to be. So there's some chatter that um, the the schedule because of the pandemic is going to split uh, regionally. Uh, So there might be a schedule shakeup either way, Uh, but there's some talk that um, it'll be the East plays uh, like the AL East would play also the NL East and one of the central divisions. Mm. Most likely the AL central. And then the NL West would pay the play against the AL West and the NL Central as their, um, huh. as their. I just want teams. the Pirates, and we can go Glass now, Archer, Boz, in quick succession. Oh my gosh! The Pirates. All right, we need to sign Archer to like a three-year deal just so the rotation can to get Archer to get Boz here. <laughs> and then Austin Meadows will into the bull- pitch. Yeah, get Boz into the into the relief role. Meadows has Zach them all together. He can close. Okay, let, let's shut it down there. Brett, thanks for hopping on at the end. Thanks, guys. Ground beef with our soft shells and shredded cheese. Wait, wait, wait. So you, Old El Paso out of the box, did you go hard shell or soft shell? We did not get Old El Paso shells. I don't know what shells we got, but they're soft, soft tortilla shells. All right, at least you didn't do the hard shell shells. Family. Unless you do a double decker with a hard shell. We either do refried oh, hard shell, the soft shell, melt the cheddar shell. cheese in, put in the soft shell, you got to put in, a, put in your uh, really bland taco meat. You're still recording, by the way. This could all go on the podcast. Oh gosh, now, did I? I know I stopped we were, recording. We were not recording. This is a new I recording. I see. Oh, I just see recording. On the oh, time. I must have. It, it hit. It hit. It ended. But now you started it. Just <laughs> I, to just to talk about. No. <laughs> I must have clicked it or something. I do have a touchpad. Mm. All right. Everyone, Brett made tacos. <laughs> oh, this is it's definitely Taco going Tuesday. Out. It's Taco <laughs> Tuesday in the Rutherford House. It is Taco house. Tuesday. Oh, I didn't Ground, that. Groundhog Day. We didn't even make a mention of Groundhog Day. Chris Archer, Archer wakes back up, in the Rays. Back in the Rays. <laughs> the oh, last two years. Now it has just... to go in the pod. Yeah, this is all. The, 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 the traditional uh, Groundhog Day meal is definitely tacos. <laughs>